Hello and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. This is episode number 93. Man. Holy shit. That's yeah, you're, you're, you're there, brother. The uh, market. Yeah. Corner. Um, <laughs> episode 90 was really cool um, with a friend of mine named Hadley. Uh, now we are episode 93 on our way to episode 100, which I keep saying it's going to be a special episode, but I have like no idea what I'm going to do. I think it's just going to be me talking <laughs> yeah. about the past 100 episodes of Jackson Talks Everybody, which might be cool. Right. But but anyways, I have an amazing guest. I've been trying to get him on the pod for a while, yeah. but as you'll find out, he's extremely busy. He does a lot of things uh, in the same kind of domain as, as me. That's why I wanted to have him on the pod. But if you went to the You Are Loved event... You saw him talk there about his a little bit about his journey, very brief part of his journey, and then he sang some of his new songs that'll be on his album, which is yeah. being released when May sixth. May sixth. So the album is out now. The this episode will be released after his album is released, and so we'll link the album in the show notes. Check that out. I'm sure it's everywhere: Spotify, Apple, yeah. YouTube, all of that stuff. Check that out. <clears throat> but. I haven't even said his name yet, so... <laughs> so say all that to say. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, a good friend of mine and someone that inspires me deeply, Dante Smiley. Thank you, brother. Glad to be here, man. And it hasn't been a while. We've been talking about this for a long time. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, life. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. even today, I was like, brother, I just finished. I'm on the way, you know what I mean? So, it's all good. I'm glad to be here, man. You know I love this stuff. Yeah. Love I mean, it. just off the top, right, this is what you do, right? You're Correct. Dad. You're a dad. It's like, probably yeah. your number one job. Correct. <laughs> um, you're a husband. Correct. Um, you're a business owner. Correct. You're an author. Correct. You're a rapper, singer. Correct. And a professional wrestler. Correct. And, I mean, an entrepreneur. You create yeah. all your own content. Yeah, I do. You run all your own things. I do. Uh, so that's like, I'm gonna like that. <laughs> I uh, sell paint. I sell paintings. You sell which paintings? Which a lot of people do not know, but I do. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You're, you're a super creative guy, right? Correct. So, yes, that's amazing, man. You have, exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Okay, so we'll get into a few of those it, things. Yeah. I don't know if I'll have time to get into all Right, right. Uh, we'll have a part two, I'm sure. <laughs> But this podcast starts off in a very specific manner. I make sure not to ask this question um, off the top because it kind of is second nature to ask this question. Um, and what, from what you know about me, you won't be surprised by this question. But I think it's very important for especially two males to talk about this stuff okay. who kind of live in a sort of macho professions. Right. <laughs> you know, fitness, wrestling, uh, these kinds of things. But then it's also important to get a little vulnerable, which you know, which you shared at my event, and right. I share all the time on this podcast. But Dante, with everything you have going on, life, family, everything, like how are you doing? For real, for real? Um, for real, for real, I'm doing great, man. Um, and uh, more than anything, I'm only doing great because I've gone through the process of not doing great with being busy and not handling it well. Uh, to have to grow through what I went through, to have that breakthrough, to learn how to handle it years ago. Um, so now that everything is rolling, I realize that I'm worse off with more time on my hands. Mm. That's when I always found out that I was 
having certain thoughts or wanting to get back into certain things, uh, just wasn't doing right with my time, so to speak, even on the home front with family and on the, the, the front with uh, wrestling or music. It was just like I was doing nothing when I had downtime. And the busier I am, the more intentional it is uh, for me to be able to live, to be completely honest, because I'm super on schedule with everything. I live by the book. I'm very intentional about who I'm doing life with now, who I give my time to, uh, when I can give time to these certain people, when I can give to this situation. I mean, just to keep everything flowing. Um, so, like, like I say, this last like year and a half, two years, especially through the growth in the business, through wrestling, through becoming an author, adding a second kid, man, all of it happened at the right time because I was at the best spot for all that stuff to happen, and it's been great so far, man. When you think about your life and the things that you do and wanting to be busy and stay active, does that ever turn into uh, feelings of like overwhelm? And what happens if it does? Or would you would you rather be a little bit stressed and a little bit overwhelmed than kind of than bored? Um, yeah, it has its moments of feeling overwhelming, one hundred percent. Um, it's, it's like when you don't, if you're a person that doesn't sleep a lot, right? You go all these nights without sleeping and you might be fine for a month and a half of sleeping only four or five hours a night. But then there's that one day where everything just comes crashing. And I, and I would say that aspect of it is no different, really. You know what I mean? You can go, 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 go. And then there's that one day where a lot of stuff is off. And at that point, you know what I mean? Um, I find my, you know, I found my piece of peace in those moments, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which is gratefulness. Uh, once I started having just more gratitude uh, for the journey and whole, which I didn't used to have, I used to be very just go through the motions. This is this is happening because I made it happen, and, mm-hmm. and it was very self-absorbing thought process. Um, but as I've gotten older, like I say, especially over these last two or three years, I've learned what having gratitude is a lot more. So when I have those moments where I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just remember back those three, five, ten years ago where I didn't have that much going on and I had far less, was able to do less and uh, wasn't doing right by anything that I was doing, you know. Um, and now that, I, like I said, I have that gratitude, I just keep that perspective of where I came from to where I'm at now. Because there's a lot of people I know for a fact because also I go serve the community out in Dallas and do stuff. And even in our world of wrestling, right, when we start getting bigger opportunities, there's a lot of people out there that wish they were in our position. Mm -hmm. And I fully understand that and respect the fact that people do feel that way by having that gratitude and being appreciative of everything that I've gone through to be able to get here and do everything that I do, not only for myself, but for those that are out there that may not ever get those opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm okay with it, thinking like that and holding that weight, you know what I mean? Because for some people, that might be a lot of weight to hold. Right. Uh, but for me, it's, it's exactly what I want, you know what I mean? Because I'm in that position to be able to do stuff. Yeah. Gratitude is, is one is like obviously an amazing superpower, right? Right. Once you have like this real grasp on what you do have, then you can, I think then you can easily start to strive for more. I think what happens with gratitude where people get caught up in it is they get they get shamed and guilted into having gratitude, right? right? right. Hey, you have to be grateful for this, dude. Right. Why don't you care? Like, that's not how gratitude is really <laughs> right. Like, if you tell me your situation and something right. really bad happened to you, right? right? And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Other people have it way worse. That's not making you grateful right. for what you're going through or, like, realizing that what you have is better than someone else. That's right. not what gratitude did. Correct. Right? Gratitude is exactly what you were talking about. It's like, this like real genuine sense of being super appreciative Correct. of what is 
currently in front of you, what is currently in your life and what you actually do have. And then also real gratitude holds space for wanting more. Correct. Like I want, I want to do more with my Correct. businesses. I want to right. serve more people. <laughs> I want to reach more people. Right. You do as well. But if, if everything else went to shit, and all I had was what I have right now, it Come would on. still be fucking amazing. Come on. Right? Correct. And that's, yeah. what, that's what it is. And right. so people, get, people, <laughs> yeah. I think people get caught up in, in like cultivating these, gold, these gratitude practices, which are yeah. amazing, but it's got to be in, like it's got to be the, it's got to be like the right way to do it. And right. there's a right way to do it. And it's not built on shame or guilt. No, not by any means. You know? You know, and uh, it's, it's funny that you brought that side of the perspective, right? The, the shame and guilt aspect that some people may have fulfilling you know having gratitude for for what they have and, mm. and being grateful for the situations uh because i've been using a quote here recently that uh i'm a big kanye west fan um and i watched this documentary that was mm. on netflix and one thing his mom told him at one point in that documentary was you can be in the sky and be grounded at the same time and that's exactly what that is exactly you know what i mean you can that be proud little, of the stuff yeah you can be proud of the stuff you've done mm-hmm. you know what i mean and enjoy it and be able to tell people that you enjoy it, but also at the same time have that humbleness and gratitude at the surface level because you understand that it was just yesterday so to speak that you didn't have that opportunity or have the kind of money or have be in those situations or get those opportunities and to some people stuff like that may seem overnight oh he you know changed overnight since he got that that's not the case in anything everything happens little by little mm-hmm. hardly anything happens just overnight or in the moment a lot of stuff happens little by little um and and that, that's when growth is is hugely one of those things as you start having success and whatever it may be like you say giving back and all that stuff we want more we want to prosper more we want abundance because we want to do more for other people mm-hmm. be it with our time talent or our treasure and the and the more we do for ourselves and achieve more allows us to do that mm-hmm. and that's the important stuff man time talent <laughs> treasure that's it that's it i love that that's you came up with that obviously. <laughs> <laughs> is that a doctor smiley quote? Well, no, that's what a doctor. Well, my pastor says that all the time. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, he he always talks about uh, Pastor Keith. He always talks about he's like giving isn't just a financial thing because mm-hmm. a lot of people when they think of giving that's the because right. most of what we see is a bucket out, donate to this, mm-hmm. donate to that. But uh, not everybody has it like that. And, and sometimes somebody may not want to give their money to that specific thing. And that's okay. But they may be like, hey, if you go work it, I'll go work it with you. Type right. Or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's where the talent comes in aspect. And, and so time, give your time to the situation. Talent. Do you have a hand to be able to help with something that they need help with and give your time and your talent to that? And obviously the treasure aspect is the financial aspect of it. Yeah, and, and all of it is important. All of it has its means. All of it has its absolutely one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Giving your your time, your energy, your effort, and attention to something is one of the most valuable things you right. can do it's, during a conversation. Anything, right? That's that presence is like is what cultivates right. like real, genuine connection, relationships, right. service, anything that you're they're kind of after. Right. Well, because time's also one of the most important things out there because it's the one thing, the one constant we don't get back at all. Mm-hmm. Once the second passes, we never get it back. And uh, when you realize that, you realize how important time is for every single moment. And once again, to have gratitude for every situation and every opportunity that you could have with a certain person or in a certain situation. Uh, because it could not be you that's in that moment and in that position of, of whatever you're doing. 
And, um, and and so it's a beautiful thing, man. And I tell people even in sales, right? When it comes to sales, and I'll speak from the training aspect of being a trainer and having a fitness business. You know, I'm not selling. People don't hit me up to have fitness uh, for just an hour of training, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They train, they pay for an hour of Dante's time. Right. With that time comes the training. Mm-hmm. With that time comes the talks and mindset and this and that and everything else. Um, it's, it's not training that they're paying for. They're paying for Dante and everything else comes with it automatically, which is more, right? Our big job as trainers, our big jobs as a salesperson is to give over and above for what they pay. They may pay this, but you always give above that regardless of what they're paying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You always give over and above. And that's one of those situations of it. That's the, that, what you said about like, giving people more than what they pay for is what allows you to charge more money than other people. Right. Uh, is what people think is like this big price for an hour of your time or a five package session right. or an hour of coaching. To you, it's not. To you, right. it's, you might be undervaluing it because you know how much you're going to give Correct. to that person when they come to you. Correct. And people see that and feel that energy right away. Like, right. for example, I was at the gym this morning and I saw a personal trainer training one of his clients with AirPods in. Okay. And I just thought... Like the trainer had AirPods. Both of them in both ears. Okay. And I thought to myself, like, I I find that very odd. Correct. (laughs) You know, as a a former trainer and someone now who works with people one-on-one in person and like virtual, and I had, I would have my AirPods in while someone's speaking to me while I'm trying to speak to them. It just seems off kilter. And those are like those little things that don't seem little to like us, but to maybe the, the client has... Maybe he asks her for a sale now. Like, right. hey, would you like to re-up your package? And she's like, no, thank you. I'm good. Correct. What's the reason? Well. Right. <laughs> Can we have this honest conversation real no. quick? <laughs> like, you basically not giving me 100% of your time for the hour that I was with you is right. Why. The exercises might have been great. I may have lost 50 pounds, too. Right. But, you know, I don't see the real personal connection Correct. you're making with me and so the value isn't worth it of my $300 Correct. that I could potentially spend. Because that's the important part, the connection, the relationship. Mm-hmm. Fitness gets them in the door. You know, I want to lose this, I want to gain this, I got vacation, a wedding. But what keeps people around is a relationship. Yeah. Period. It ain't the fitness. You could have shitty workouts, but if that person falls in love with you because they, you know, get to talk to you, you show up, you have you have integrity, right? What integrity is, everything, the, the epitome of whatever integrity is, you have all of that. Mm-hmm. They stay with you forever. I have one client that's been with me almost for seven years, eight years since I've been training. The only time he wasn't with me was when I was a too far of a drive when he was in back in the colony and I was out in Allen training at one point mm-hmm. in time. It was like a year and a half window where he wasn't with me. But the moment I started my business and I kind of sent out those text messages like, hey, I got this going on. If you're still looking for a trainer, if you're looking for a trainer, whatever, I would love to have you. He was one of the first people to hit me back. You know what I mean? And and jumped on and one of my most consistent clients and all mine are. I have very few clients that aren't with me for years on end at the time anymore because it's the relationship aspect. They feel the energy. They know what they're getting. Wherever you go, there you are. And they don't get a different Dante depending on what I got going on outside of that gym. Mm -hmm. They show up to the gym. They get the exact same 
than Dante that they'll get anywhere else, which mm-hmm. is energetic, which is fun, which is shit talking, which is sarcastic, you know, like oh, everything, you know what I mean? I right. like to have a good time and I show them a good time while they're in there giving me their best because that's all I ever ask for. Show up and give me your best. I don't care if you're working on 60% energy, that's the 60% I want. You give me 100% of that 60. Mm-hmm. I don't expect over that because you can't give it. Right. But if you got 60% and you're tired, just work hard for whatever because that's the only thing that you can control right now. Sleep is over. Can't control not getting sleep last night. It's done. You didn't eat breakfast. You can't control that. But right now, while you're here with me, you can control the effort that you put in. I expect you to give your best. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to give my best to the situation with what I write and pushing you to that moment when I kind of see you having those moments in it. So let's rock. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you're so good with your clients at building a relationship because you uncover their why. Right. Like everyone wants to get in shape for a reason. Correct. And it's not because it's not these superficial reasons like they, you know, want to lose 50 pounds. Right. Everyone, everyone, most, not everyone, most people can uh, benefit from losing weight. Correct. And every single person on planet Earth can benefit from working out more. Correct. But if you keep people in the door, you keep them coming back, you keep them intrinsically motivated, if the person that's motivating them understands their why. Right. And you're uncovering that through a relationship. Correct. Not just counting their reps. Correct. And I, I can't stand when people view personal trainers or fitness instructors or anyone in the fitness industry as like not a, like a, a legit profession. Right. They're, you're, what do you mean? You're just doing that. You're just counting the reps. No fucking way. Is that right? <laughs> like, if you find a person really who understands right. the body, the mind, the connection between the two, they're uncovering your yeah. why. They're telling you how to eat, what to eat, what to eat when you're not working out, how to move your muscles, how to contract, what the connection is. All of these things play a role. And then they're keeping you motivated even on the days when you don't want to be there. They're Come still going to be there. And then you right. show up and you push through that. Because you keep reminding them that you want to be able to play with your son when he's that able part. to go That's to it. Little League. That's it. Right? You want to be able to lift your grandkids when you're 62 and they're three or four. Right. And you want to be able to take them. Right. Like all of these things matter. And so personal training is not just about counting reps. No. Right? There's a psychology aspect to it. Yes. There's a mind-body connection to it. There's a leadership aspect to it. There's a coaching aspect to it. Yeah. And yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah. No, I mean... Yeah, like you're totally right. <laughs> and, you know, cause I always tell people, man, I'm like, look, fitness gets you in the door. The relationships is what keeps you here. But at the end of the day, uh, with my, when I explain my job to people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I say the least important aspect of what I do is tell you what to do, what workout we're doing. That's the least important. Right. The most important is the talk that we're going to have mm-hmm. every single day about you probably, whether it's you know want to be here, whether it's what you got going on out there or whatever it may be. Uh, and you become a mentor, really, an overall life mentor in a way when you do your job mm-hmm. right. That's kind of, you know, because these people tell you some of their deepest, darkest secrets, yeah. but because you probably told them something about something in your life and being vulnerable to them, at least I have in my position, like as you stated at the beginning, and you're vulnerable enough for people that shell will come back quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, they'll be honest with you and want your opinion and trust your opinion, most importantly, because they know once again you're an authentic individual, so they're always going to get the real you. You don't sugarcoat anything, you know, and, and sometimes that can come off across um, in a bad way for some people when you have somebody that's very blunt and just straightforward and brutally honest so to speak 
but I'll much rather be the most overly honest person about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling in any given moment. I'll make sure that I present it in the right way, but it's always going to be honest, like what I say, if you come to me asking a question. And if I remotely feel that this person really may not want what I'm really thinking with the question that they ask, I'll ask them, do you want, want the truth or you want to lie? Mm-hmm. And if they say the truth, I give them the truth. And they always appreciate it because there's so many people out there that fake the funk and lie to people or sugarcoat stuff for folks' feelings rather than making them have this deep self-reflection mm-hmm. if, it re- if it requires that deep self-reflection. Or maybe it's a blind spot that they haven't realized that you have. So when they ask you this question, you're like, well, yeah, you actually kind of have. I can see why that person may have said that because even here, you may be doing this. So at that point, it's a blind spot. They didn't know until you said it because so-and-so that they did stuff to never said anything mm-hmm. and just chalked it up to the game, you know? And Because uh, that's what required me to grow. When I had my transformation three years ago, it was when people started challenging me, you know, and making me self-reflect. I had to point out these blind spots and be honest with myself about how I was doing business with people and, you know, how I was treating people and uh, what kind of experience am I giving people when they show up to my training sessions or be it a trial one or an actual one, you know what I mean? And all this different important stuff and are you can relaying your core values to them because that's what keeps people around when we have like core values. That's all we can mm-hmm. We have a lot of common core values. They're not all the same, but there's a lot that are very much the same. Absolutely. And, and that's how you find people that you really can connect to and why you can be intentional about the client process uh, you know, if you have your stuff laid out right, and which I do, like I have a whole survey platform that people go and fill out, and it talks about core values. It talks about what's your why. And through this, I can look at them and be like, okay, I can tell this person may not be here for the long term because they're already looking too far ahead here and wanting just for this vacation and so on and so forth. Where this person right here says they don't want to be on diabetes like their mm. mom, and they want to be able to walk with their kids. This is it. That that's the one. Those client profiles and stuff, which isn't a bad thing, you know what I mean? But to be able to have a successful business, once again, for us to have that relationship and be able to go the long term with each other, uh, it happens by having common core values. And uh, you got to establish that kind of stuff early. And sometimes with some people through one conversation, you can see it. You know what I mean? Through one text, you can start seeing it, depending on how you say certain stuff and how they answer or vice versa. Um, and so that that's a that's a very important thing when 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 growing any of that kind of stuff, man, and having a relationship with people for the for the long term. Yeah, two two things popped up yeah. when you talked about that. One, I tell people this all the time, and I think you live by this: that if you want to have the most exciting life possible, you know what you need to do. The most exciting life possible. It's very simple. You know what to do. What is that? Tell the truth all the time. Yes. That will yes. literally give you the most exciting life possible. Yes. Or at least attempt not Cheers. to lie. Right. Right. There's, right. A, there's a little bit of both, and you alluded to that second portion of it. Right. right. Sometimes picking between the two is very important because Correct. we have empathy for others in certain Correct. situations. But if you want to live an exciting life, aim to tell the truth as often as you can, and things will be very exciting. Yes. 100%. Yes. And then another thing you talk about core values, we talk about this on this podcast all the time. I think it's. Yeah. so important right you want to flourish through your values and if you don't know what your values are you can't flourish through them correct right and so you can find out what your unique values are mine are um, kindness gratitude zest hope and honesty come on and so 
everything I do, I try to live through those. Right. Which you also talked about this earlier. When you know those core values and you flourish through those values, it's easier to say no to things when they come into your life. Correct. Because they don't line up with the things that, that you value. There it is. And that's really hard when you're in our kind of position, <laughs> right. I think, because we want to help. Right. It's really easy for me to say yes, even when I don't have time. Right. And so that's really been hard for me a lot. And also, we're kind of well-known in certain circles, right? Correct. Whatever, however you want to put it. Influential, I think is a better word. Correct. And so, you know, people ask and we want to give and right. all that stuff. But you have to be intentional with your time, like we talked about. And being able to say no when things don't directly line up with those core values, I think, is, is a skill that you have to practice. At least I've had to practice it a lot and still do and it's something that's really hard for me but yeah yeah it is hard because generally the one thing that's happening when something doesn't line up with your core values a lot of the time is going to be more of a person than a situation so that means you're having to get rid of somebody that you may have known for mm-hmm. a while if yeah. you know you're trying to progress in one way but they stand in the old ways you know what I mean and it's not lining up you know what I mean um, because you can't, you know, grow, growth is an individual thing. Like you can't, you can't make somebody want something that they don't want. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and growth is part of that because it's hard <laughs> to, to, to grow is, is, is very hard as I know. Uh, but it can be done the more you start intentionally living by design and not by default. You know what I mean? Controlling who you do life with very mm-hmm. intentionally. Controlling what you listen to, what you see, what you speak, not only in yourself but others as well because all of it correlates, you know? Um, and, and, and it's funny when it comes to speak, man, because a lot of the times... So, you know, we don't realize that every conversation that we have isn't for the, you know, the person that we're having a conversation with. Sometimes we can be having a conversation with that person, but really we may feel like we're helping them with what we're saying. And deep inside, we're helping ourselves mm-hmm. in the moment, not even realizing when we step back afterwards. It's like, damn, I, I was like, I needed that word. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and which is the beautiful thing. That's why it's important to always speak good stuff about people mm-hmm. and as you know in our profession it's not very common you know what I mean unfortunately but then you have those you know there, there's a lot of people where I'll see them get something I remember when you first uh, back what is it 2015 2016 when you were going to Germany yeah and for, for what was that WXW mm-hmm. if that, if, and I remember being like damn that's fucking dope you know what I mean finally something because we started relatively both in 2014 and you were kind of the first one to get that big out of country opportunity from you know our generation and our start of wrestlers here in the Metroplex and I remember DM and you being like, bro, this is fucking dope. Congratulations. And I do that with everybody. Yeah. You know, any I remember when when Chandler first got his AEW opportunity, yeah, yeah. I slid into DMs, hey, congratulations on getting on elevation and dark or whatever. And I do that with everybody when I see them, you know, get big opportunity. Cause first and foremost, people need it, because I know for a fact that not enough people do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I can fill that gap by sending a quick message and being like, hey, I see you, like I see the work. Cause I remember your start, I remember your start his start my start time everybody's so to see people getting these opportunities that they've so long for and work for I want to congratulate them yeah. on that because I get it <laughs> you know what I mean I understand um, you know and not enough people do that and there's enough room 
for everybody to win. There's so many promotions out there, so much money you can make out there, and literally everybody can win, bro. If that wasn't the case, there wouldn't be CEOs at every single company that existed. <laughs> you feel me? Like, every company has a top guy, has an owner. Right. There wouldn't be all that if everybody couldn't win. Right. Because everybody could come become an owner, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they, you know, have obviously the opportunities, connections, whatever it may be, there's, you know, levels of that. But every everybody could, you know what I'm saying? And uh, wrestling is no different. Mm-hmm. Music is no different. You know, because the music business is no different than the wrestling business. When I was deep in the music business, it was a lot of some of the same, just shysiness. Hey, you know, we like the guy, but we're not going to publicly support him. We're only yeah. going to tell him when we're with him type deal. Good shit. Congratulations. It's the same stuff, man. And it does not have to be like that. You know what I mean? Because I understand that everybody can win. You know, what people's level of success is, what defines success to them varies person to person. Yeah, that's an internal thing. Right. You, you know what I mean? Where, where I came from and have achieved so far, and you know, what I got laid out to keep going, bro, like... If I had to stop doing stuff today, I would be okay with it because I've done more in every aspect of everything that I've done on those uh, entertainment business fronts, so to speak, yeah. than I ever thought. You know what I mean? Ty and I started off as some podcasters for wrestling. We went to MPX to shoot video and do some interviews and stuff like that for our podcast. Went out to drink with him afterwards, hanging with the wrestlers. Everybody's pitching us. Ruthless Lala sat down, gave us Anthony Black's number. We called Anthony Black. He started training us next Monday. Yeah. And it was a wrap. Now, eight years in, we can keep it on, keep it on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, uh, like, I always remember that. You know what I mean? And all of us had some kind of start like that. Whether it was Epiphany, whether it was the, a podcast, whether it just kind of, like, fell in the lap. Because you met somebody and they were like, hey, you should start wrestling. You know, wh- whatever it is, everybody had a start, man. And uh, and I get that, you know, uh, which I think is important to get. And through the journeys, I've seen too many people that had their opportunity to win and have one, you know what I mean, to not think that everybody can't win if they put the work. You know, that's what separates person A, B, C, D, E is the work, an opportunity. That's it. Because some people are very good and never get the opportunity sometimes. That's true. Like, there's very good, there's a lot of very good wrestlers out there, very good artists out there in every aspect of entertainment, you know, every category of stuff that you could do in the solopreneur world, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, that would never get their fair shot. You know what I mean? And it just, it sucks, but it is what it is. You, you know what I'm saying? That's just kind of, that's just kind of how life works sometimes. But the one thing that you can control to make sure if it never happens, right? You get old and it's like, damn, I never got that contract. I never got signed to a label. I never sold a $5,000 painting. If, if you look back and you tried your hardest throughout the journey, there is no what else. You shouldn't. You can't live with whatever because you gave everything you had. Right. So you controlled the one variable that you could to make as much happen as you could with what you had, and it just did not happen. That's okay because mm-hmm. you did everything you could. So there's nothing to frown about in that moment. Now, if you get to that old age and you look back and you're like, man. I miss those opportunities when you know, I wasn't showing up to training during that time. I miss those opportunities when so-and-so told me to take that trip to L.A. with him and, and I decided not to and I went and did this instead, this little small. That, that's where the what-ifs come in. Because yeah. now you realize and fully have this self-reflection where you left stuff on the table. And to me, that's what, that would be one of, like for me knowing everything that I've done so far and you know, want to continue to do 
looking back and thinking to myself, damn, I left something on the table with that is literally one of my biggest fears. Mm -hmm. That's why I work so hard. Because I don't want to look back and think that. Because I know people that look back and think that. My parents, like, man, if I would have done this, if I would have changed that. My brother, same thing. If I would have got healthier sooner, if if I would have moved back here sooner. Friends that I, mm -hmm. you know, that I grew up with looking back at me like, man, if I didn't get into this back in high school or if I would have done this in college, bro. Like, I see it everywhere. You know, be it in actual conversations, be it I see their Facebook posts, be it I see it in Instagram posts or Twitter, whatever it may be. You, you absolutely see that everywhere, and that's one of the one things that I don't want to ever have to deal with, is looking back and thinking, what if? What if I worked harder? What if I gave more time to this? What if I did this? You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, so far, so good, because that's, what, like I say, that's why I work hard in the, the husband aspect, the, the father aspect, the trainer aspect, the business owner aspect, the resident, all of it, man. Uh, because well, there's going to come a day where all this stuff at some point is going to come to an end including being a husband and being a father because the one guarantee in life once we're born is that we're going to pass away at some right. point you know what I'm saying and so every moment that I have to just be the example and the epitome of what hard work and just having that relentless work effort and going after whatever the hell it is that you wanted controlling your narrative so to speak uh, that's exactly what I want to do because yeah. that's exactly what it is because you're the only person when you do that uh, that can and that comes with needing to separate from people that comes with telling people no not you mm -hmm. know going back to the previous conversation it comes with all that for you to be able to go here because not everybody wants to go there right it be for you or themselves and you can't control that but you can't control you and say I love you brother but you know I gotta go you know what I mean I'll check up on you though and climb you go you know what I'm saying and you have to be okay with that and it's not easy you know, there, there's friends that I've had to let go, so to speak, still talk to, but we don't hang out as much. Family, same way. It all, it all works, man. And uh, and that, that, once again, that's just because, like, not everybody wants to go where you're going. And you have to do what's best for you because we only got one shot at this life stuff. And once it's done, it's done. <laughs> and so that's why I give everything that I have to it and every aspect of everything that I do and just be the example for everybody what it looks like to try to live your best life and not only do that you know what I mean do it with all these different things to, to make up the one thing that is you so to speak mm -hmm. I have a lot of comments you okay <laughs> uh, <clears throat> one about wrestling it's interesting now at what you said about your career and being proud of your career. Like, my wrestling career is coming to an end. Right. Um, what I have in my head is that when this, ep this episode will probably drop in May, baseball season ends in July, which is when I'll probably wrestle again. Right. And then I'm going to do like a two or three month kind of farewell tour. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm hanging, hanging the in-ring wrestling boots up right. for now. I'm not going to say forever. I'm not right. going to say retired because I don't like to go back on my word. Correct. And so I'm, I'm using specific phrasing for that. Yes. <clears throat> but of course, heavily involved still in the wrestling business, doing some of the other things I'm doing, experience right. wrestling, you are loved, all of the stuff still involved in wrestling, just not actively in the ring anymore. And so it's then it's interesting to look back at my career and be like, holy shit, wow. Like this is a lot of pretty cool stuff. You yeah. know, if you'd have talked to me four years ago, I, I wanted a WWE contract. That was the only version of success Correct. that I saw. Right. You ask me now, 
don't even think about that. Don't want to main event WrestleMania. I looked all of my career and I'm like, wow, you like it's yeah. it's quite cool. And then you look at like you said the people that we started with. You right now are hitting some like pretty magnificent strides, right. right? And it's not due to like you talk about hard work, right? And hard work is really important. Correct. But you have not just like aimlessly worked hard. Right. That's what's important about effort, right? right? If I put in 40 hours a week and 35 of those are just like, I'm just like, I'm just saying I work hard to work hard. Right. But if I work five hours instead of 40 hours, but it's like diligent, persistent, right. aimful work, right. then you're getting more done. And right. then if you add on the top and you do that for longer periods of right. time, <laughs> which is extended over eight years for you for wrestling, right. which is a long period of time, now you're finally... Not, I wouldn't say finally, that's not the right word. You're hitting strides that right. you want to hit right. um, because this is what you aim to be at. And so I think that's really cool, one. And we'll touch on like what you just did over WrestleMania weekend in a second. And two, what else I was going to say? Oh, I was, uh, when you were talking about music, it made me think yeah. of Russ. Do you, do you listen to Russ? I love Russ, yes. You made me think of him and he makes me think of you both in the same of like creating your own path. Like Correct. he, I think he's an interesting guy in the mu- in the music business. Like a lot of people seem to hate him for some reason. I'm not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he carved his own path. Right. right. He worked with his buddy on SoundCloud, just putting yeah. out music and putting out music. And some of his f- first stuff was like pretty bad. Right. Just like all of my first podcast was awful. Right. I didn't ha- even have any microphones. Right. I didn't have a stand. <laughs> I had my mom hold the camera for 45 minutes straight so I could record the podcast. And it's not like I couldn't buy a camera stand. <laughs> right. It was like two years ago. <laughs> I just didn't do it because right. it was more important for me to put out the thing than to make everything perfect. And Russ talks about being independent, owning your own shit, you know, being your own boss and then expanding. And I think that's, I mean, for me, I I view you in that same lane, whether it's, you know, publishing your own book, you know, doing your your own thing in wrestling. Maybe you want a contract. I'm not sure. Maybe you don't, but you're doing a bunch, control your narrative, AEW, SOAR, all of these things. Right. right? Um, And so that's what kind of popped up for me throughout that whole thing. And then... um, yeah, so then touching back on wrestling now, over WrestleMania weekend, which is which was the first week of April, which is about a month from when you hear this episode, which will be in May, um, you wrestled for EC3's new deal. Correct. Called Control Your Narrative. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, man, it was awesome, bro. Uh, and it, and it's, it's first off, right, you know, like, once again, people are like, oh, you know, finally glad you got you know, this opportunity, like, you know, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I say thank you and whatnot. But, like, I live so much by design that it, something like this wasn't not going to happen at some point. Yeah, that's what I wanted to make sure I said. At some point, it was going to happen because I don't stop. Right. Through injuries. I've worked through injuries, worked through the stress. I mean, I dislocated my foot. They told me in 2016, they told me I was going to be out eight months. I came back in three and a half. Cleared three and a half. Not my three and a half. They cleared. A real doctor. Correct. Yes. They cleared. Right. Like, right. Not not just myself and saying I'm good. Work yeah. through it. You know what I mean? Not, not, not that Dante doctor, doctor, <laughs> doctor Smiley and stuff. But uh, but like an actual doctor, man. And uh, it's because I once again when I was injured, they're like, hey, you can do therapy with us twice a week or whatever, or uh, you can do it on your own. I chose to do it on my own because I knew I wasn't going to baby myself and doing it on my own. I can do this shit every day. Right. And I did. I wasn't easy. I was, and I was on one of them little scooter things in my boot and cast. 
training clients, still displaying leg up, doing all the stuff, man, not making excuses. Because that, that, that injury is an injury that changed my life. You know what I mean? I had never been injured before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot going on. I was supposed to be going to work with, do you, if you remember Alex Wright, that was in WCW yeah. back in the day. I was supposed to be going to work with his company three months after this injury happened. Mm-hmm. Ticket booked to Germany already. He was in Nuremberg. Yeah. is where his school and promotion is. I was going to be out there for like three weeks to a month working with him. Then the foot dislocation happened in November. And I was supposed to be going out there in January. And um, it took a lot out of me. You know what I mean? Uh, being injured for the first time, receiving that opportunity, slip away, knowing, uh, not knowing if I would ever get it back. Because uh, that was going to be the first big thing that I had at that moment. Because once again, we're talking two years in at that point. Yeah. So that was going to be huge for somebody, you know, myself being two years in. You know, and, uh, you know, it stripped away. And uh, I got real depressed. This is kind of what I talked about at the, uh, the fundraiser. Got real depressed over time. Got real suicidal. Because everything that I was about was wrapped in what I could do mm-hmm. with, with wrestling. Or I couldn't really work out like I wanted to. So everything that I felt was Dante, not who Dante was, that's just a person, but who I felt Dante was, which was the wrestler and the trainer, was all taken away in that moment that I got injured, or so I thought. You know what I mean? And I didn't know what my identity was at that point. So I'm at home depressed, um, popping pills because the doctors didn't give me pills. And I started getting more depressed and more depressed where I started getting suicidal. And uh, there was this one day where it got bad, where I wanted to commit suicide, and I just prayed, man. Um, that's literally what I did. I prayed, if there is a God, I need you to show me right now. That's verbatim what I said in that moment. And I felt the most peaceful feeling come over my body after I said that and I uh, was vulnerable enough to say that one and put that out loud, not just say it in my head and think, but literally said that out loud as I'm in this, uh, where what I felt was the bottom bottom, you know what I mean? And uh, felt the most calming feeling come over my body, man. And I remember feeling that and just standing up and being like, I'm going to be okay. You know what I mean? One way or another, I'm going to be okay. I can get through this. I didn't know how, but that feeling told me that I was going to be okay. And so when my wife got home and we started talking and I told her what I was going through and kind of where I was at, uh, you know, mentally in that moment, uh, you know, we kind of just had this discussion, a little self-reflection, what I need to do to get myself better and uh, and all that kind of stuff, man. And uh, going back to church was one of the things that, uh, you know, I felt the need to do because it was the only spirituality thing that I've ever known. Mm. And I felt like that was a missing piece because I was so self-absorbed. I was the guy type deal, you know, mm. in my world. You know what I mean? Everything that I was about was about Dante. I was this artist. I had these platforms that I was giving people and to be able to be on my shows and, you know, all this kind of stuff, man, not having gratitude mm. in that moment, you know, at this time. And, um, oops, sorry. And uh, so, like I say, not having gratitude in those moments. And uh, once we went to church, man, I remember being in church and just crying because uh, I was lost, man. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted and where I wanted to go with stuff. I felt like the world was ending. Then I realized it wasn't. And in that first day of church is when I heard the quote that I like to use: "When you grow through, when you when you grow through what you go through, you create breakthrough." When I heard that, I was like, "This is what I need." You know what I mean? Um, because it is, it's not saying you're not going to go through anything. You're mm. going to go through stuff. But when you do, you can't succumb yourself to it and just sit in the fire. If you keep walking through, you will get through. You may have some burns. You may have some marks and stuff. 
but you'll heal and get through it. And uh, that's what I got from that. You know what I mean? And that's what I use anytime I'm having bad moments or whatever it may be or tough times and stuff. You know, I just I know that there's a lesson in this. So what I may not know in that moment, but there's something in this that I can grow from and I'm going to work to figure it out. And the way I'm going to work to figure that out is going to keep going. That's what that is. Keep fighting, keep going, keep living intentionally and doing what I need to. And then I'll always find it. There had never has been a moment in a long time where I was going through something and didn't find that silver lining of what the lesson is that I need to grow from or need to learn or whatever it may be. And um, and so it, it takes a lot, man. And the way I approach anything that I do is just like that. That's why my wrestling journey over those eight years has been a process of growing through what I went through to have this breakthrough that I'm now finally starting to get and really achieve. Yeah, I've, you know, done the AEW stuff before. I've had great opportunities and stuff working with uh, VIP back in the day. He, Lamont, was one of the first people to really put big name wrestlers in front of me mm-hmm. uh, to be able to share the ring with. Then uh, He you was know, the first guy to put bring big name talent into Dallas. Correct. At least from my Correct. from I my guess. short knowledge. Correct. And then everybody's like, oh, oh we should do that too. Do, yeah, right. You know, let's, <laughs> let's reach out. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, no, yeah. And then, so there was that. And then I had a downtime of just kind of like finding myself. Like that four or five year mark was moments of like, I don't know if this is going to happen or what I really want out of this. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's kind of when, you know, we were doing the die mob thing with myself, Jerome, Kenny and Ty, just that, you know, we had a lot of fun with that, and then, you know, Ty and I separated as a tag team, and, you know, went our separate ways again, and then from that, Ty started enjoying real life and going back to school, mm. and then that's when I jumped to singles, and when I jumped to singles is when uh, Sir Mo started finding an investment in me, he was like, bro, you can fucking do this, he was like, you look great, you can talk, you got the skill, you have everything needed to get everything you want out of this business, right. the world just needs to see it. You know what I mean? And so he started making investments in me and bringing a lot of people in for me to face. And we're going toe-to-toe with these people. As we know, it takes two to tango. You can tell, uh, you know, when to have those matches, uh, you know, that everybody wants to have. It takes two people to have those matches. And I was able to have them with everybody that I was in the ring with where I'm getting these respects from people like Austin Aries, James Storm, uh, Daniel Garcia, my man Kevin Blackwood, Shane Taylor, mm-hmm. big brother, you know what Shane I mean? Taylor, I All him. these cats, then you go to AEW and people actually take the time to actually meet you and remember you when you come back right. and have enough respect for you. We know our job when we go out there to do dark and all that kind of stuff. You know, so when they, we go out there and they give you whatever spot and let you have your spot because you're talking with confidence and know what the fuck you're doing because the only thing that's separating you from where people like that are at with contracts is opportunity and an honest eye. Mm-hmm. You, that's it. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that Aries told me. He was like, you know, you and I are no different. He was like, the only difference between me and you is that I've had the opportunity to be able to show the world. And he was like, that's all you need with what I saw out of wrestling you today. He was like, you know, he was like, that's why I love doing everything with you. He was like, because that's it. He was like, you on my level. We just need you. You just got to get out to the world. You know what I mean? And uh, then CYN came about where, you know, I was able to talk to, uh, get in contact with Ethan and, uh, and you know, talk to him. And he loved everything about me from this 
special promo that I sent him. We recorded a video, did this whole deal. I sent him, sent him pictures. And, you know, one of the first things he said back to me in the email was, wow, you look fucking great. You know what I mean? And that's the key is, as we know, uh, our bodies, everything, no. But at the end of the day, do they get to look at least the initial eye for them to be like, oh, shit, maybe I do need to change them out. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially probably from somebody like that that work out in nutrition and it's super huge to him. You know what I mean? And uh, I didn't know what he wanted specifically, uh, you know, for his company, but I knew for a fact that with what I saw about control your narrative, that I looked at that and was like, I feel like I'm the missing piece for something like this and this could be my opportunity. You know what I mean? Because my journey has been all that. Good, bad, ugly, don't matter. I've controlled everything that I've done. Every decision that I've made, being in this business, I intentionally made. Whether it benefited me, whether it didn't, whether there was a bridge burn, I was okay with everything. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it was supposed to happen. Because once again, I'm in tune with how I wanted my journey to function. It was okay with living and dying by who I worked with, who I tagged with, who I partnered with, and this and that. And it's okay. You know, I never had the big groups of friends in the business. I had Ty, bro. Like, Ty's been my dog the whole time. You know what I'm saying? We had Dom up for a little bit and stuff. And we had each other's back through that. But then, once it went, you know, Dom up was done, it was still just me and Ty. We talked to everybody else, and we're all still friends. Right. But Ty, I talk to you on a daily basis for the most part. You know what I'm saying? And it's always only been him. I didn't have these group of friends to reach out to. For those that do, awesome. I didn't have that. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it was a little harder for me, and I was okay with being a loner, so to speak. I was 100% okay with that because I'd much rather live and die by my decisions than put my fate in somebody else's hands and trusting them to do something that I might have asked for and the shit not work out and then me have the opportunity or want to be mad at them if that's how I decided to feel in that moment, man. I'd rather have everything on me and that's how I functioned throughout my journey this whole time and CYN is no different than that. Me, uh, you know, being able to go work for AEW back when I did at the time was no different. Uh, but once again, I felt like I was a missing piece, man, and I think I was right he thinks I was right and so we're all systems go right now <laughs> got a lot of good shows coming up with them you good? yeah yeah we gotta probably start rapping okay yeah. okay the perfect then yeah because the the most important thing we have to talk about listen okay give it to me <laughs> is that you now wear trunks yeah <laughs> Okay. I wasn't gonna let you come over to my house and not talk about that okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's taking only eight years. Though. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, come on. They look yeah, great. You yeah, look great. Yeah. Uh, Show it off, baby. Man, have to right. Um, just you know, next. It's like every three years. It's like okay, let's change something up. Right. You know what I mean? Let's try to level this up differently. Start a career. Generic singlet, Texas logo on it. Sure. Typical first 20 matches type stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Custom singlet came. DRA, definition of a real athlete. Had Texas with DRA in the middle. It was customized. Still corny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, Dante was small at this time. This is when Dante was like 160 pounds. Oh, okay. uh, so the singlet didn't look the greatest. You know what I mean? I didn't really have that figure that I wanted to be rocking. Oh, I think it would look way better on me now. Not that one, but a singlet. But, uh, so singlet. Then I had this thought. I was like, you know what? I want to I wanna have some 
MMA tights. So like then I wore these, you know, we were, I was going to doing some uh you know, some uh taekwondo stuff and, and whatnot and Muay Thai, not Taekwondo, Muay Thai stuff. So I was like, I wanna be short, look like a fighter, did that shit, corny also. Hated it looking back. <laughs> you know, had these sponsorship logos and like did all that. Then I went to tights, right? I went to these black and gold tights. I was like, this is the look right here. And, you know, so I stayed with tights from about 20, let's say I started in 2014. I was in tights by about 2016. And then I was in tights, yeah, up until 2022. And Samoa and I had a talk. And he was just like, why don't you wear trunks? He was like, you do all that working out to show off half of your body. That's yeah. literally what he said. You know he's, what I mean? He's a genius. And I was like... I don't know. I, was like, yeah, I just felt like they looked uncomfortable, to be honest. You know what I mean? And uh, so he was like, man, he was like, I think if you go to tights and legitimately show more of that body off, like you fucking work for on a daily basis, mm-hmm. I think it would just draw that many, many more eyes. And you look that you look that much bigger, not only like that's that kind of just superstar look, right? Mm-hmm. Textbook. He was like, I think that would be it for you. He was like, you look great in tights because you have a great figure. He was like, but I think Trump should be good. So I was like, fuck it. Let's go with it. And man, I'll tell you, bro, I put them things on for the first time and looked myself in the mirror. I was like, God damn it, he was right. I was like, he was so right, bro. I was like, this is, this is the look. That's and right. I knew, you know what I mean? And so far, so good, man. Everybody's enjoying it. Everybody's like, bro, like, definitely, yes. You know what I mean? And uh, so I love it, man. You know, got another two pairs on the way already. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I could not talk about that. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we're, I, we definitely have to bring you back to have you on. Cause we, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could sit here and talk about easy. this stuff for about 12 hours. It's easy. So, <laughs> yeah. But I, I want to make sure to mention... Again, your album. Yes, as I What's see it. What's it called? As I see it. It comes out May 6th, all music, music streaming platforms. So this is going to be yeah. after anyway. Yep. So it's out now. So it's out. Check so it out. So it's Listen out now. It. Check it out as I yeah. see it. Uh, pay attention to any shows. Connectwithdante.com has everything. Music, Boom. wrestling, uh, social media links, Boom. book links, like everything about me. It's on there. Connectwithdante.com. Easy. That's yeah. so easy. Yeah. Okay. Last. Last question. Last question. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> a long time from now, when you die. Okay. And all of the work that you've ever done goes. It dies with you. Correct. Except for two truths. What would you like those truths to be? Ooh, I've never been asked this question. So two truths that don't that that I don't. Out of everything that you've ever created in your whole life, only two things. That you'll leave behind, which is two truths that Dante Smiley wants to leave behind forever, but everything else is gone. Um, I don't know if this would be too. Oh God, I don't know how it Or phrases, or right, or things you want people to live by, something like that. Okay, you know okay. what I mean. Um, number one, when it, so I'm gonna just preface it, then I'll get to it real quick. So number one, I want to leave a. When I say a lasting legacy, it's not just with my family and my daughters and you know my future downline if they decide to have kids when I say legacy I want to create something that's around for like a very long time Mm. which is why I love music Mm. uh, which is why I love paintings 
because uh, those differ in the art aspect in wrestling. A lot of wrestling is kind of in the moment that day. Sometimes we go back and watch matches bit, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But the longevity of a lot of what we do in wrestling isn't lifelong mm-hmm. you know, in the memory. Music, once oh it's on there, it's always around. And it's in your heart and soul forever. Right. Same thing with paintings. We buy a painting and put it on the wall. Especially if we had it customized, then it's like this means whatever, you know, for whatever they got, you know, that that painting for and whatnot. Um, So it's it's a lot of stuff like that, man. And just touching people where I inspired them to do something that might have changed their life or changed a kid's life and so on and so forth. I just don't want my name to ever fade. So I'm trying to leave something behind. What, what that thing is I don't know I do a lot of stuff is mm-hmm. I'm trying to leave it in everything you know what I mean but try to leave something behind that's going to be carried and carried and carried and carried and so on and so forth um, but more than more than anything also uh, one thing I will be leaving behind uh, what people will remember me by is that I always led with excellence mm-hmm. I'm not perfect but I worked everything to, to try to be perfect whether it was or not which mm-hmm. to me is working for excellence. Mm-hmm. When you try to make it perfect, it ain't gonna be perfect to me. There's only one perfect thing, all right? And But you can get damn close with certain things, you know what I mean? And it's working towards that. Uh, and that's what my daughter says every morning. She comes give me a hug, kiss, and I'm like, what are you gonna do today? And she says, lead with excellence. We instill those core values, you know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of core values that I left behind in my book, which is always gonna be around, mm-hmm. that I leave in my music that I'm leaving in my kids that I'm leaving in everybody that I get to do life with that's going to be carried on for a long time because it's adopted by them in one way or another and so then they teach it because it is instilled in them so now it's a core value to their kids and their friends and their significant others and so on and so forth uh, you know the cycle goes um, and so if I had to pick two things to at least be remembered by, you know, I would say those two things, man. Somebody that left a lasting legacy and somebody that led with excellence with everything that he did where nobody can ever say they called me not working hard at something that I was doing. I'm not going to do it unless I'm going to give my all to it. Mm-hmm. I'll say no before I think to myself, eh, I'm not going to really work hard if I'm going to do that. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to, you know, do it like a daisy clear half-assed. I just would rather not do it. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's not fair to whoever asked me to do it to do it and I say yes and give it half-ass effort you know what I mean so if I genuinely know that I'm not going to give my full effort to something once again I, I don't have the time I have the talent I have the treasure whatever way to give that they want me to um, I'll just say no because I think that's a lot more honorable mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's a that's a big thing be a person of integrity where you're always an honorable individual man and uh you'll be able to function in life a lot better. Like I said, tell the truth all the time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Lead with excellence. That's a perfect thing to uh, to end this episode with. Um, so, Dante, thank you so much. Thank you, brother. This was, again, episode 93 of Jackson Talks, everybody. Yes, yes. With my friend Dante Smiley. Check out everything that he's about and share this podcast specifically with someone who needs to be inspired. I think it would Come help on. them. And, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Rate us on Apple and Spotify, and check back every Tuesday for a brand new episode. Come on. Cheers. Much love. Thanks, Dante. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it.